ladies and gentlemen, the following episode is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle are your hosts of In The Click, Baby Huey and Brian Pronick. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my tag team partner, Brian Tronic. What's going on, man? What's going on, Huey? Back again for another episode. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Well, you got me excited earlier of your uh, IG stories. <laughs> I saw yes. that, and I was like, oh, my God. Here we are. It is the week of WrestleMania, I guess, technically, right? right. Yep. Uh, you posted your IG story and said uh, it was a... Uh, it was a screenshot, right? Or a photo of inside mm-hmm. SoFi Stadium of like mm-hmm. the set for WrestleMania 39 being built out. And you said, I will see you in six days, which right. got me all all excited. Anticipation. It, it's here. We are WrestleMania week. We're recording this on a Sunday night. And yeah, actually, what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. In three days, you and I will be down in Los Angeles getting ready for all the festivities, getting ready to mm-hmm. cover everything going on that week. But here we are, man. Yeah, what are your thoughts right now? Here we, it's, it's WrestleMania, oh, baby. It's it's crazy because on one end it feels like you know WrestleMania. I guess for me, I'm. I guess I you know after Raw, it's just okay. Maybe after you know the go home Raw, it'll start to feel a little more like WrestleMania. But like you know when I see this, when I see the the, the photos and the videos of the set being built inside SoFi Stadium I'm like wow like it's it's really that time <laughs> you, you know it's that time when everyone starts posting you know the set being built right <laughs> yeah no that that is true that's like the official unofficial or kickoff to <laughs> WrestleMania week that okay yeah. the set is being built down at SoFi Stadium and mm-hmm. I see just a lot of people posting stuff, kind of posting their itinerary, what they're going to be doing. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, a the lot other of day packing I tw- tweets. Yeah, a lot of packages. <laughs> I was going to say last week I tweeted out, I have so many wrestling shirts. I don't know which ones to bring. Like, I might just have one luggage just for my jeans, my shoes, underwear, socks, all that stuff. And then another uh, piece of luggage with all my wrestling shirts. But um, I've been doing laundry all weekend, just Mm -hmm. washing all my shirts, getting things ready, hanging things up, folding stuff. And so now it's just a matter of throwing everything, a piece of luggage and uh, making the drive down there, which I'm actually excited for the drive as far as, You know, we're benefiting, you know, you and I were based in the Bay Area for anyone who doesn't know. But yeah, for us, it's just uh, I'm I'm glad to make the drive down this time around versus flying. Just that way we have a car and, you know, we can be a little bit more mobile and it just kind of be our own schedule as far as when we want to leave. We want to uh, go somewhere. It, it's just kind of nice. So, yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. So we're still waiting to hear back on uh, some details about our itinerary but uh as always make sure to follow us on social media follow brian at brian tronic brian t-r-o-n-i-c right yes <laughs> i'm doing yes. It off top of my head <laughs> so on, on yes. uh, instagram and twitter uh follow me on facebook at baby huey official twitter and instagram at baby huey 83 and of course at in the click k-l-i-q for uh, uh all of our social media posts we're going to be doing a ton of stuff, documenting everything, interviews, uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast at. But more importantly, and this is really important this week, is please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will be videotaping all of our interviews, um, 
shout out, thank you in advance to our boy Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited, yeah. who will be graciously on his free time help editing those videos. And once we get those turned around, we will upload them to YouTube. You can watch them. We don't know yet who we're going to be interviewing, when, all that stuff. We're waiting to get all the official emails. It's a busy time, but uh, uh, I'll cry if for- it's Charlotte. <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> I might make you just do the interview. I'll cry. <laughs> I'm like Brian. I can't talk right now. Here, you do it, and you be the like, interview. The interview will just be me crying. <laughs> you're like, I love you. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> you're just you're the oh, best wrestler man. on the yes. roster. I've been paying attention to. I'm like, I hope she doesn't. Please don't do any cricket interviews. Please. <laughs> Please don't do any cricket meet and greets because that's what happened last time. She couldn't oh, go yeah, yeah, yeah. Last that's time. Right. That's she was right. doing the cricket thing. I'm like, please. <laughs> that's right. Because I think, wasn't she on the original email we got? Yeah. She was going to be there. But then last mm-hmm. minute, yeah, it was the cricket appearance she had to do. So she was not there. So we're like, oh, bummer. <laughs> so damn you, cricket. I know yeah. they're a big sponsor and everything, but damn you for taking away from the interview. But, uh, uh, I'm excited. It's, um, you know, a, a lot to get into. We'll, we'll kind of talk about um, what's happened on Raw and SmackDown. A lot has happened. A lot of matches have been kind of finalized since yeah. last time you and I talked about that, which we'll get into. Uh, but first things first, we do have some clickbait news to get into. And, of course, unless you've been living under a rock or not on social media, the biggest story within the last couple days mm-hmm. is one, Mr. CM Punk, Phil Brooks. <sighs> Um, man, Brian, like you and I were texting back and forth on this and there's like so much has happened in the last few days and so much the process and I'm still trying to collect my thoughts personally on this whole matter with CM Punk and the latest news and his action, his behavior on social media and just long term. What is this going to mean for him and his wrestling career and AEW? Mm-hmm. Um, We'll get into all that. So let's go ahead, jump right into it. And I try to take a bunch of notes of what's gone on the last few days. And, you know, please, by all means, Brian, help me out if I'm missing any any important details here. I'm trying to keep track of it all. Oh, yeah. um, so as we all know, it's been, what, over six months since we last saw CM Punk in AEW after he won the AEW world title at All Out. Yep. Uh, during the 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 post show media scrum, he just set the whole company on fire, calling out everyone, taking shots, which led to the brawl out backstage with the elite and a steel. You guys know all the details by now about that. That's been well documented, talked about for months on every podcaster, wrestling podcaster website, all that stuff. So now some stuff has transpired in the last couple of days even the last few weeks if uh uh goes back to what six weeks ago technically cm punk he's very active on on instagram he likes posting his thoughts on his ig stories hence why it's very important to follow him and the second he posts something watch it because he might delete it right after so yeah so on his ig story about six weeks ago he posted a video about some guy talking about forgiveness do you know about this story, Brian? Did you have a chance to, to check in about this? Do you know what I'm referring to? A little um, bit, yeah. Okay, so it was a like a 45 second video. Some guy, um, it was almost like he was like uh, speaking about what forgiveness really means, yeah, and uh, that 
he can forgive someone, but doesn't mean he have to let them back into their inner circle to get hurt by them again. So that that was the gist of it. You can look it up online if you want to see the video. People screen capture what that video was. But it was some guy saying, um, you know, he can forgive someone, have no ill will towards them. But doesn't mean we're going to be friends still, which I think mm-hmm. that's kind of I think what a lot of people I think also the guy said with forgiveness. I think a lot of people think, oh, we're friends again. And But no, don't do that. That doesn't work all the time because then you can potentially get yourself hurt again. When CM Punk posted this video, I think a lot of people were, oh, is he willing to, you know, forgive what happened back at all out? Maybe amend some fences with the elite and you know, right. other wrestlers on the roster. So that kind of got the wheels turning about six weeks ago that maybe CM Punk is opening up to the idea of forgiveness or or apologize for his actions, something, whatever. It's very it's cryptic and that's thing CM Punk and a lot of wrestlers post these cryptic messages and we're all trying to interpret what it means. And then, then they get mad when people try to speculate what that means. And it's just this vicious cycle in the wrestling journalism and podcast world. Um, So we can only speculate. So, Mm -hmm. you know, does it mean he wants to do business again with AEW? Does he want to come back? It just got a lot of people thinking, what does that possibly mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I know it was a Dax Hardwood. He was a recently did an interview with Fightful and he talked about, you know, his relationship with CM Punk. They've been in touch, uh, contact still. Uh, let's see. And in an interview, um, he said CM Punk is a fan of the Steve Kern's new book, praising it, uh, even on a comment on social media. Let's see. Uh, um, uh, um, let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think what the actual quote is. Um, CM Punk is a fan of Steve Kern's new book, Praising, and in a comment on a recent social media post, the AEW star who's currently out due to an injury and whose status within the company is uncertain, recently commented on a post from Pro Wrestling Podcast Instagram that referenced Dax Harwood recently saying that the book has made him miss wrestling. That's what it was. Um, Punk wrote in the comments, best book about a fascinating man in a strange business since Brett wrote his book. Uh, great story about Gator and Coco fighting in the locker room. Then Lawler drags him into the office the next day and they squash it. Very fascinating. So um, the fact that CM Punk made the comment about this, the Steve Kearns book and talked about this mm-hmm. moment in wrestling where two guys were fighting, had to squash it. Got a lot of people speculating. Maybe CM Punk who was in a similar situation Fighting with a, a a coworker in the locker room, maybe he's open to squashing it, trying to. So you see the pattern here. Yeah, six weeks ago he's talking about forgiveness. This past week he's talking about past history in wrestling where people are fighting, but mm-hmm. squash it in order to come back working together. So people are speculating: Is this CM Punk's attempt to let people know he's interested to come back to AEW and willing to to apologize and you know work things out? I don't right. know. What are your thoughts currently just on that alone? We'll get into more of the details and where it really heats up, but just kind of initial thoughts on that so far. You know, I just, I, I I wish that it was more, you know, instead of everything being so cryptic and, you know, uh, drawn out for everybody to have to kind of speculate and look, I know it's, I know it's, uh, I I mean, what, I guess, what can you call it? I know it's, uh, entertainment 
And I know it's, <laughs> you know, so you got to be cryptic and, you, you know, you can't really talk about everything unless behind the scenes, all the details are all, you know, you don't want to show your hand necessarily either. Like, I know Punk's not going to come out and just be like, look, I'm ready to come back. I'm sorry. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm, right. Because, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, he may, he may not know how the other parties feel, but I just kind of wish that. Cause I see it every day, all day. It's like, cause then that leads to misinformation, you know, people, you know, yeah. then reporting, Hey, Oh, I think CM Punk is ready to come back. And, you know, Punk is, you know, he's, he's talked to Tony and he's did, he's done this and da, 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 And it's just like, well, I don't know what to believe, you know? And then you see another cryptic post and it's like, Oh, I haven't said that. I haven't said anything, you know? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you just really don't know who to believe and, and how to go about it, you know? Yeah, so it's interesting. Like I said, Dax telling uh, Sean Ross Sapp that, yeah, CM Punk's reading his book um, from Steve Gerwin, that he misses wrestling. And then CM Punk added, taking the the, the screenshot of that quote and saying mm-hmm. about the fight in pro wrestling in the past. And people are like, are making the connecting the dots. Like, okay, maybe he's trying to come back and let everyone know he's interested. No, nope. within see, a few and, days, it went out the window. <laughs> yeah, and see, no, I was going to say, and like stuff like that, people will take, you know, Dax telling, you know, Sean Ross or anyone, like, he'll, people will take that and go, oh, I know what that means, right? And it could very mm-hmm. well mean, you know, that he wants to come back and he's ready and all that stuff. But it's just, oh, man, <laughs> what happened next is kind of... <laughs> That kind of blew everything up. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. What happened next was, um, let me see. Uh, 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 um, first with Dave Meltzer. So uh, Dave went on the figure four weekly message board and Meltzer oh, said that Punk did not agree to lose to AC, to AEW champion Moxley after his foot injury early in the summer. Meltzer also wrote that Punk went only went through with plans when AEW president Tony Khan put his foot down. So actually here's the full quote. He said, quote, Dave Meltzer said, quote, do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxley longer and why it has short build? Because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it. And they didn't know if he would come until Tony put his foot down. There are a lot of nice things I can say about him. You can absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct, but you can argue he willingly did what he was asked in that scenario. Um, okay, so I guess this new quote from Dave Meltzer pissed off CM Punk or got him enraged, and then CM Punk went on to post on on, on Instagram uh, a long quote that he posted on his Instagram stories, but then it was deleted fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, here, actually, let me read. I, I know it's on this website here, but I rather I wonder read what the, the thought process is for, you know, posting and deleting something like that. I mean, I mean, it's like you know, people are gonna see it. Yeah. So I don't know. It, yeah, it's very interesting here. So okay, so the Instagram uh, story that CM Punk posted was, and I'm reading it quote from uh, from the screenshot you sent me. Sigh. Mm-hmm. I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. Then plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky three idea. I explained how I never seen a Rocky movie. 
What's God? So some of these people are grammar. <laughs> I'm sorry. Between Meltzer and CM Punk's, like it's hard to read some of this stuff. It makes. I hope people think it's not me that can't talk. It's right. literally I'm reading what other people typed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and I, th- I and thought the idea sucked. I guess he meant I thought the idea sucked. But if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said, okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so it didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change, but I'll never put a company above my health ever again. So, um, yes, Brian, a lot to unpack with that quote alone. Yeah, so it's hard for me to understand the t- timeline exactly because it's been it's yes. been a while so the foot injury mm-hmm. did that happen before or after oh obviously it happened before brawl out right correct so remember uh last may double or nothing he beat hangman to become the new aew world champion and then right. within the following he that, episode he had, he had that that match with ftr Right? Yeah, but Man. when he came out to the ring, that's when he jumped in the crowd, jumped and that's when he broke his foot. Got you. So that was what end of May, beginning of June, when that mm-hmm. happened, and then mm-hmm. he was gone for a few months. Came back in August. In August, that's when he had the squash match, like ten days before, a week and a half before All Out. Lost to Moxley, got squashed. The following right. week, he had that promo with Ace Steel in the ring where Ace Steel was trying to fire him up, yep. get him ready. And then then a few days later, they had to match it all out where he where Punk beat John Moxley, became new AEW, or excuse me, re, re, I guess became AEW champion again because mm-hmm. he technically never lost the title. Moxley was interim champion all summer. So yeah. he was remember champion versus champion technically at all out. Right. Which is, when, yeah. which is when, which is which was when uh, Mox was supposed to take his vacation. Exactly, he was supposed to go away. Okay. Exactly, and then, but then, as we know, Punk, even though he beat Mox and solidified his place as champion, right. still got injured, and then Mox had to. So for a second time in 2022, Punk got injured. Mox came back, couldn't go on his vacation. Became champion again mm-hmm. <laughs> and was champion for months after that, as we all know. So, you know, twice Punk gets injured. Mox, Mox comes in, saves the day, becomes champion again. So, and then remember Mox cut that promo after Brawl Out on Dynamite and called out, like, you know, the locker room and stuff. Cut that heated promo where he was upset about what's going on. It's like kids are running the place. So, right. um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so just to clarify, well, for me, the biggest shocker, which I've seen a lot of people say this as well, that the fact that CM Punk's never seen a Rocky movie. Come on, man. Yeah. Like he's what he's in his mid forties. And you know, he tweeted, he tweeted that he had never seen a Rocky movie. What back in in 2010, 2010. Yeah. So like, so even up to this point for him to have not seen one is pretty crazy. (laughs) So in 12 years of that original tweet, he still hasn't seen any Rocky movie. Like I, 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 if I had some more time, I could maybe think of some franchises I've not seen that. I think everyone else has seen, which, which I get, but it's like, 
dude, someone who's like all about pop culture and stuff, you know, he writes comics. I, and he's like, he's all about combat sports and MMA and boxing. I, I thought he was seeing all the Rocky movies or at least one of them at some right. point. It, 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 Rocky one is a classic. I really enjoyed Rocky two. Rocky three was awesome. Just more or less. So for anyone who's not seen Rocky three, which I, 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 I guess maybe if you're under the age of what, 25, maybe you've not care about the Rocky franchise. And mm-hmm. I know for me, a lot of younger kids, people, the Creed franchise is like the new thing for them. But as you, mm-hmm. people should know that it is connected to the Rocky universe, but right. um, Rocky three, it was all about Rocky just going on a tear, winning a bunch of fights, being champion post being Apollo Creed in the second one and just being successful. Come to find out from Mickey, Mickey was just hire his old trainer hired a, you see Rocky three, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So Rocky or Mickey, Amidst him that he just got a bunch of bums to fight him just to you know add more wins to his to his to his, his his title reign and win loss record um mm-hmm. and then clubber lane was the big bad that came out of nowhere that wanted to challenge him and destroyed him and unfortunately mickey passed away after that match because they got a scuffle in the back and he got pushed to the ground and mickey passed away and so rocky got his ass handed to him by clubber lane and then you know loses his trainer and then Apollo, his former foe, turned like his best friend, mm-hmm. says, I'll be your new trainer, but uh, you got to come train how I used to. And they go to L.A. and mm-hmm. they go to the gyms there and takes them to the, the, the to the hood, the hooded gym. And yep. and he says, see all these young guys here? They all have the eye of the tiger. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so, you know, they just the whole training. It's like, you got to get back your edge. You got to get the eye of the tiger. If you want to fight Clubber Lane, he's hungry. You got to be hungry like him. Just amazing. Probably iconic. one of the iconic <laughs> montage of them working out together and just getting fired mm-hmm. up. And then sure enough, Rocky gets his, his mojo back and uh, uh, beats Clubber Lane to, and so, you know, that, that that was the main point of Rocky three. So I think they were trying to recreate that. And now based on what we saw on TV, as we saw, so like 10 days before all out punk mocks, wrestle Mox destroys him in a squash match. Remember he tried to do the kick fell mm-hmm. down, grabbed his foot Mox beat him up and he loses in the following week. A steel, like his friend slash trainer, like pushes him trying to get him fired up. You, you, you gotta get, you gotta win, but you gotta get your win back. And then yeah. all out, he wins. So yeah. it's like they told the whole Rocky story in the span of 10 days on mm-hmm. AEW TV and pay-per-view, which I felt like it was very poorly executed, if that's the case, which I think you and I last year talked about that. It feels like Rocky, the story, yeah. uh, but I think it was very poorly executed. So um, so let, let's talk about this. So, you know, Punk posted that IG story explaining his side of the story, what happened, deleted it, then posted a photo of Danny Glover from uh, Lethal Up and says, I'm too old for this ass. And yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, I know Sean Ross Sapp had some new details. I guess him and Jericho had an argument backstage at All Out. Jericho yelled at him, called him a cancer, which I think that was previously noted before. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was new heat with Punk and Moxley. Uh, I know AEW had to choose between the two. They would choose Moxley, obviously. 
Moxley was the MVP last year. He carried that company. Every time Punk got injured, Mox was there to come in and be interim champion and and, and yeah. put on still amazing matches. So I get the role like last summer. Mox last year, remember, was like a monster. He was unbeatable, very much like Clubber Lane was in Rocky Three. He was just on a tear. So he just seemed unbeatable. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'm confused, though, like why they did this in 10 days that story i wonder and i'm just guessing i wonder if this really is supposed to be told over the summer but because Ooh. punk's injury they just they had to condense it down into less than a two-week time frame mm-hmm. like i was trying to figure this out in my head like if you're gonna tell this rocky story it makes sense for maybe mox to beat jericho like early in the summer and then maybe yeah. CM Punk feels like depressed, down on his luck. A Steel comes out and try to revamp some, and then maybe they spend the summer trying to build his confidence back up for that match all out. Wouldn't that make more sense from a storyline perspective? But yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, 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 I um, I'm trying to understand um, why this was executed so poorly. It just didn't make mm-hmm. sense. Like mm-hmm. they try to tell the whole Rocky story in ten days, where they could have easily spread this out over a summer. Um, so who knows? I I wish maybe CM Punk, maybe one day, hopefully CM Punk will clarify exactly what happened. Um, now, as far as Mox not wanting to, to lose to Punk, that doesn't make sense in a way, because in Rocky three, if Mox is playing the role of Clubber Lane, Clubber Lane loses in the end. And as we know, Mox did the job for CM Punk at all out. He lost to him. Like, I don't get it. Like, Maybe, maybe Mox wanted to beat CM Punk first, squash mm. him, and then he'll do the job for him later. And maybe that, that's maybe, it, Punk, I don't know. I was gonna say that's what it seems like because I mean, that's what happened, right? Yeah, so yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Punk, like he said, he thought he never seen a Rocky movie, he thought the idea was stupid. Maybe Punk did not want to do the, the, the squash match and just rather just. Wait till he's healed and just have the one and only match it all out versus right. Mox's idea of like, let me beat you first. And then you can beat me at the pay-per-view. So gotcha. I, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of confused. Like Mox saying he didn't want to lose to him is kind of weird because he's, he ultimately did the job for punk. So I, I don't it, get it. It makes, it makes sense considering punk didn't know what Mox was referring to and what he was trying to tell him in regards Maybe. to the Rocky story because he had never seen him. So it didn't make sense to him what punk was trying to say or uh, what Moxley was trying to say. So I, I mean, it's, if you put it all together, it's like, okay, punk or I'm sorry, Moxley wanted to make this whole big story. Right. And he wanted to, you know, and maybe you're right. Like maybe he, it wasn't like no malice intent. Like, oh, I don't. It's not that he didn't want to like lose to Punk like ever or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just like, no way. Maybe we should do this, and it's just gonna it's gonna play out a lot better. Which some fans got it right. Like some fans got un- understood the reference, especially with the whole uh, a steel promo and everything yeah. like that. And yeah, a lot of fans were fired up after that. You know, so yeah. Honestly, if that was Moxley's idea, then, you know, credit to him and credit to Tony for sticking through it. But like you said, the fact that it was so rushed is what made the squash seem weird. Yep. And, you know, even the eventual, you know, him getting the title back, it made it just made 
him and Moxley look weird. It put them in a weird position. Um, man, in an even weirder position, obviously, after Brawl Out, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, first off, I mean, I guess, you know, you got to give kudos to Sean Ross Sapp because remember over last summer or after All Out, there were details that he Punk was not going to show up to, um, yes. to, to, to Dynamite. Dynamite. Now it makes sense. He didn't like the story, so he was tempted not to show up to the show, but he ultimately did Ooh. show up. So, oh you know, you give Sean credit for, you know, his story, you know, fact check did work out or was confirmed. Um, I will say, I mean, there's more stuff we can get into in one second. But I do want to say now when it comes to CM Punk saying he this is the last time he's going to put a company over his health. Mm-hmm. I do agree with him. You, you should not be forced to rush back from an injury if you're not 100 percent healed and feel comfortable out there. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is CM Punk here. That's ultimately what happened with WWE back in, what, 2014, uh, 2015? Yeah. Remember, that was the whole thing yep. he went on Cole Cabana's podcast and vented about, which led to the lawsuit, was he was venting about his frustration with the doctors in WWE, and and he had, like, what, the infection, and they kept giving that him, infection, like, yeah, yeah and kept putting, like, just uh, Z-packs on him and, yep. and not properly helping him get through his illness, and... The, that that was you know him uh, at the time realizing not to put a company over his health. Now he's doing it all over again. I get it why he'd be frustrated. He just experienced that last time using wrestling. He doesn't want to go through it again. So I totally yeah. understand that. And if that's the case, you know Tony Khan or whoever needs to explain himself. Most it has to be Tony Khan since he's the owner. He needs to explain his action if that's true and what's going on. I know he said, well, Punk was told. It's only a squash match. So just, you know, put on your ring gear and just go out there for a minute and we'll be, you know, we'll beat you up air quotes here. But, uh, but if that's the case, that's not right to force a wrestler back if they're still injured and not fully cleared. So that's something to, you know, hopefully we'll get details soon. Um, the new other update, um, I know Fightful had a bunch of new updates about CM Punk and his relationship with AEW. Uh, let's see. So Punk has been absent from AEW since the aftermath of AEW All Out 2022 at the pay-per-view. He beat John Moxley to win the AEW World Championship, but he suffered a torn triceps during the match. And at the post-show press conference, he took shots at the Elite, leading to a brawl between the two. Everyone involved was stripped of their titles and suspended. While the Elite have returned, Punk remains absent, as we all know. Um, I'm skipping down here. I'm reading this article here. Uh, so Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful reports that per sources familiar with the situation, Punk made it clear that he wasn't comfortable competing unless he was cleared ahead of the match on August 24th. There were reportedly issues with the creative in the build to the match, but AEW made special travel arrangements for Punk the day of the bout. The reports note that Punk at least suggested the idea of additional reimbursement because he was competing without being cleared, according to his claims. Sap cited sources he, who indicated that Moxley and Punk have appeared to have heat since then. As previously reported, Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson led a locker room meeting following Brawl and Punk called Jericho a liar in a stooge in his Instagram post. Jericho and Punk reportedly shouted at each other after the fight, and Jericho is said to have called Punk a cancer. Punk did not, did not say anything about Danielson in his post. Additionally, sources expressed that they believe AEW will likely pick Moxley over Punk if it came down to it. And while the heat on Punk has lessened since All Out, plenty is still there. Oh, man. Uh, Sap went on to report that AEW and Punk have had some contact. 
excuse me, with some sources close to Punk knowing that he and Tony Khan have spoken in some capacity. Sapp wrote that a meeting was planned for a Febu- for mid-February, but that was reportedly delayed to Jerry Jerry Jarrett's funeral. Punk re- reportedly wanted out of his contract without a non-compete clause, according to sources, but these same sources believed in recent weeks that Punk was open to returning to AW. Per Sapp, at least one person said that Punk was willing to apologize for his actions at the scrum, but it's unclear what context this apology would occur in. Multiple sources said that Punk has expressed some regret for that portion of the situation. However, AEW sources indicated that they lost confidence regarding Punk's return to the company following his Instagram post. As of this writing, Punk remains under contract with AEW. Sap side sources who expressed that Punk was hopeful he could be healthy by late January. These sources believe that they he'd be able to be cleared now or in the near future. So, whew, Brian, a lot to unpack there. So, I interpret that as... You know, Punk was open to coming back, but because of um, some of his latest issues now, he doesn't want to come back now or he's frustrated. I don't know. What are kind of your thoughts on that now at this point? Well, I want to go back real quick to <clears throat> the whole brawl out situation and how the recent posts from CM Punk and everything that's come out. Yeah. Um, and even the report, uh, you know, Sean Ross Sapp put out on Fightful Select, it kind of just makes you look at the whole situation from in, from a different light. Like, OK, you you, you kind of understand or you, I, I would think that, man, OK, Punk obviously was going through a lot. Maybe, <clears throat> you know, whatever differences he had with the Bucks and how they operate and how they, you, you, you know, do their jobs behind the scenes, right? Because he mentioned that in the in the in the mid uh, all out scrum. Um, obviously, that he's got the, the issues with Hangman and how that whole story played out, and you know how they're on a personal level, how their relationship was heading, I guess. And then you mm-hmm. have, I think, John Moxley just got caught trying to just make better story you know like just trying to make everything between them like entertaining you know just trying to pitch a story you you, you know mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. i think by then punk may have been fed up and probably felt like his back was against the wall everybody's against them you know uh this guy doesn't want to lose to me you know this guy's got an ego these guys think they you know they what did he kind of say they run a target they can't even run a target or a walmart or oh whatever. yeah manage a target yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Can't, so it's 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 really crazy how um you kind of look at everything now that it's all on the table and it's just like wow like you know punk probably really you know and then of course the the stress and the anxiety and the just the the responsibility that was put on his back right as champion and just him coming back and you know him being the you know the number one guy and you mm-hmm. know the ratings grabber and just everything that he was i'm sure expected to to do and be up to the up to that point um but yeah everything coming out i feel like it's 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 strange man it's it's <laughs> it's a lot i feel like punk you know should think long and hard you know about whether he wants to come back or not um, and whether he wants to come back or not. I know that's all pending and up to, I mean, I've, I've, I've read Meltzer say it a million times. It's up to Tony Khan at the end of the day on what he wants to do with CM Punk. Um, but I don't know those reports, 
all that stuff from see the, the the Instagram posts that didn't sound like he's ready to come back yet right and it's crazy because we just I, f- I feel like a few days prior we had just seen all these reports about you know punk wants to come back you know it's up to Tony now it's just like now I got an issue with someone else, you know, well, <laughs> and then even I forgot Jericho, you know, being thrown into it. And, you know, Meltzer, it's like, oh, man. So so it, it just to clarify, like it sounded like up until a few days ago, Punk was open to returning. But then Meltzer put it on the message board, that quote saying mm-hmm. that Punk uh, uh, agreed to it, but then got legal layer saying he wasn't legal layer saying he wasn't down with it wasn't going to do it then tony Khan, the tony Khan to come and put his foot down it seemed like what dave Meltzer wrote on the message board set cm punk off which led yep. him to post the ig store explain his side of the story and now it seems like all this heat between everyone in the locker room has now like uh, been uh, has been reintroduced is now well, back in the fold and now everyone's like Oh my God, here we go again. When we thought things might be getting better, uh, uh, out the window, everyone's mad at each other again. Well, so it's like, well, well, see, if you really think about it, one of the main things that Punk said in the beginning and one of the reasons why he came back was because of everything that had gone on with, you know, Brody Lee and how they kept that close to yeah. close to them, didn't let any of that information get leaked out. Um, you know, upon other reasons of you know just aw being like a family and everybody coming together and mm-hmm. stuff like that well this this whole mess right like mm-hmm. the, the stories that are coming out different perspectives and different you know people saying different things he he punk CM punk doesn't like that you know, no. you know and, and and he he does not like things getting leaked he doesn't like people saying one thing he 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 says he said plenty of times if it doesn't come from me don't believe it. Right. And so, yeah, I, I, I would assume that if he was ready to come back and now he sees what Meltzer posted, it's just kind of, and then now that's kind of got his mind working. Like who would tell him that? Or why, where is he, where's yeah. he getting that from? You know? And that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, at all out the, the media scrum, he was kind of accusing like the EVPs, accusing like the young bucks of leaking it. But then Brian Alvarez was at this week said, I just wanted to let you know, Young Bucks never leaked me anything, um, mm-hmm. and Chris Jericho never leaked anything to him. But the fact that Punk said Chris Jericho or Dave Meltzer is what? Sorry, he said Dave Meltzer. Uh, where's the quote? Um, shoot, I just had it. Um, said Jericho. Dave Meltzer's a liar. Jericho's a liar and a stooge. So. Is CM Punk thinking that Chris Jericho is Dave Meltzer's source leaking all this information? Right. If that's the, and then I guess I'm sure he probably thought that after they had the argument backstage and Jericho called him a cancer. I'm sure CM Punk's probably thinking Jericho's the one that's leaking all this stuff. And then therefore, um, if that's the case, and I'm sure Punk looks a little foolish because remember he originally called out the Young Bucks, accusing them. So mm-hmm. now he's accusing the wrong people. So CM Punk, you know, he's mad. He's frustrated. He's mad. People are talking, leaking <clears> stuff <throat> to the dirt sheets. Yeah, he might. He might be jumping to conclusions a little bit, you know. And and but th- th- you know, we know Punk to to do that when he's you know when he's at that point and when he's when you when you take him there, you know, he's he he will sometimes go over and just be like, forget it. Look. This is what mm-hmm. happened. Again, he's a guy who says if it didn't come from him, 
then then don't believe it, right? And he's yeah. he's not afraid, but when he's ready and when he's you know hyped and amped up, when he sees too much chit chat going around, especially on the internet, he's not shy to speak his mind and say, "Hold on now," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I I, I think. Now it makes sense why he didn't back in August was threatening not showing up because it sounds like he was not happy with the creative and being rushed back from injury so soon when he wasn't clear, but they made it sound like, you know, there was more to it. Um, Yeah. As far as, you know, him being mad at Meltzer and Chris Jericho and Mox, it's a lot to, to break down. I mean, but Mox, you know, in the past, I don't think he's ever had a, a, a reputation for not wanting the job to people, so wherever heat he has with Mox seems to be, you know, a little doesn't make sense. Mox seems like, uh, you know, a total, you know, locker room leader. People like mm-hmm. the company likes he just signed a new five year deal in the last year. Like, you know, he's the MVP of AEW. So that's like the last person you want to be feuding with or having yeah. like real life heat with. So I don't know. If that really makes sense. Why CM Punk needs to be mad at him. Um yeah doesn't make sense here i mean god there's so many layers to this story cm punk is a wwe superstar at heart (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing also um cm punk uh let's see uh five select also had some new details uh as far as the whole you know incident between punk a steel and the elite um let's see uh, uh new details saying that um uh, uh, like besides Nick Jackson hit with the chair, there was a production employee also hit by one of the chairs during altercation. But ultimately, uh, Punk it was revealed that Punk told uh, him and Omega had a conversation. They had no issues with him. Um, so and that was like afterwards, after everything happened. Um, so I don't know, man. I I guess we'll we'll just wrap it up with this. As far as <laughs> what do you do? If you're AEW, do you bring back CM Punk, try to make it work, or you just cut your losses and just move on completely? So, Brian, if you're Tony Khan, what would you do? Nah, I'm cutting ties. I'm I'm letting him go. I'm letting him walk, and it's a tough decision to make, right? Especially when you got the – especially now, it's a tough time with the rumors and the speculation surrounding the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega's contracts, right? Mm-hmm. But I would be putting – I would be doing and putting everything into signing those guys back. Yeah. And, you know, I know that it's it's not a, you know, personal thing. Like I'm, I'm sure everyone – I'm sure he would love to have CM Punk back. I, I was going to say everyone. I, no, I don't think everyone wants CM Punk <laughs> back. But I'm sure Tony will want CM Punk back. But you got to think of – you know the the locker room, not necessarily safety, but the the camaraderie, the 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 vibe, right? And how much of an impact negatively that'll be on not just the Chris Jericho's. You know they're gonna they're gonna do what they do, right? Mm-hmm. They've been in mm-hmm. they've Chris Jer- someone like Jericho's been in much bigger locker rooms with much bigger fish with much bigger egos. Right. And, and Jericho's been dealing with politics. I feel like his entire career. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about him, but think about the up and coming, you know, guys and girls who could potentially be like, you know what, my contract's coming up. I don't really want to deal with this. The politicking I'm going to go over to WWE or I'm going to go to impact or I'm going to go to Japan or whatever. Um, 
and I'm going to go, you know, start or finish my career there. Right. I feel Mm -hmm. like you've got to think long term when you think about bringing CM Punk back and not just not just right now. Not, you know, I feel like they're doing fine without him. Yeah. Yeah. Could they use him? Yeah. One hundred percent. I feel like they could use him and he'd be great, obviously. But man, it's yeah. I, you're right. You brought up a lot of good points. Like at the end of the day, is it worth bringing back CM Punk at the risk of the livelihood of your locker room and your company, mm-hmm. sacrificing the goodwill you have with everyone backstage just to bring back one person? Yeah. And as we mentioned before, like the big issue here seems to be communication. It yeah. feels like CM Punk, you know, there's no excuses for his behavior at all out in that media scrum. No. His grievances with 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 people in the locker room, on the roster, that should have been handled behind closed doors, not him going out there and just venting his frustrations. That made him look like a child, even though he was calling everyone else a child. Like, dude, that was ridiculous. Right. <laughs> um, If he's mad that people are leaking <clears throat> stuff, then he needs to talk, tell the owner, tell Tony Khan talk to people who he thinks might be doing it, have private conversations and try to squash it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, at, and as you said, like Moxley, Chris Jericho just re-signed long-term deals. The The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, their deals are up this year. As you said, those are big names you need to, to re-sign and keep around mm-hmm. long-term for, for the goodness of the company, for AEW's longevity. As you said, it's better to to resign for the five people instead of one person that could mm-hmm. potentially, you know, do harm to the locker room and, and to the to the to the good vibes in the locker yeah. room right now. It's not yep. worth it. Mm-hmm. And that sucks because I, I like CM Punk. I was so happy to see him return after all these years. We talked about that many times last He's year. One of my favorites. Yeah. And I know he's a ratings draw, and, and when he was on TV, he, they did big numbers. But long term, is it worth a little ratings bump versus you know pissing off your locker room and maybe losing people over time? Who, as you said, their contracts up and they just want to go elsewhere and get away from that. It's not. It's unfortunately, it's that's not the case. You can't do it. You can't keep CM Punk around. Mm. I don't know if CM Punk will ever learn from this. Now, granted, I. You know, I'm trying to look at it from his perspective. Yeah, if you work somewhere and you feel like your coworkers are not having your best interest in treating you right and doing shady things behind your back, that sucks too. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you gotta handle that better, though. Mm-hmm. Like I know for me at my work, if I'm having issues with people, we have private conversations and we sort things out. But I don't go on the radio and just vent. <laughs> my issues to everyone that's so unprofessional on my part <laughs> so same thing with sam punk here man if you got issues with people in the locker room talk to them about it try to handle mm-hmm. this get it situated so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh i don't know what's gonna happen next now I, I i don't know if cm punk could come back now at this point unless he apologizes to everyone Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's a solution to this. I think I, I, I feel like Punk has too much ego for yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I honestly think, yeah. I honestly think Punk shouldn't even want to come back at this point either. It's just, it's just, it's too, it's too messy. It's too, uh, you know. Well, it sucks that like you know six weeks ago he's talking about forgiveness, and then a few days ago he's talking about he misses wrestling, and then like within the last, and then a few days later 
he lights up wrestling social media and, and, and aired more grievances about what happened last summer. So it's just like, it's this vicious cycle where things are looking good, like one step forward and then two steps back. So I don't know what's going to happen. If you're Tony Khan, I, I think you you might have just cut your losses, let them go and, uh, you know, maybe pay out a buyout or something. I know he doesn't want to non-compete, but you maybe you say, Hey, if you want to pay it out, you just gotta be a non-compete. I, I mean, I don't know if WWE would take him back at this point either. You know, they, they got plenty of other stuff to worry about. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's really sad, unfortunate. And, um, you know, when CM Punk is wrestling, I think the wrestling business as a whole from fans, we enjoy watching it, but not at the stake or, uh, but not at the, you know, sacrifice scene, the goodwill with your fellow wrestlers and stuff. It's just yeah. not worth it. So, Mm-mm. all right, which I'm sure we'll get more updates in the coming weeks and stuff. But for right now, let's get back to focus on WrestleMania. WrestleMania 39 is next weekend. Brian, I'm so excited. So much to talk about since last time you and I talked. There's a lot has happened on last week's episode of SmackDown, this week's episode of Raw, and this week's episode of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. As far as more matches have been declared or uh, finalized, one match might not be happening now, and then try to scramble for other plans. Uh, let's start with the the big lead here. Since last time you and I talked, finally Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, back being friends, they hugged it out. They're all on the same yes. page. And, and then on Raw this week, it was announced they are going to fight the Usos for the tag title. So let's go back. Not this SmackDown, the SmackDown before. Quick summary. Cody Rhodes comes out. He's trying to play peacemaker between, uh, uh, and I'm not talking about John Cena's character, uh, but he's trying to reunite Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, trying to talk it out. Kevin Owens says no. He leaves. Sami Zayn runs after him in the parking lot, says we'll forever be friends, and then I love you. At the end of the night, Sammy's getting beat up by the Usos. Kevin comes out, makes the save, beats him up. Uh, 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 um, they hug it out. They're buddies again. So what do you think about that story beat right there of them reuniting? There, I know some people kind of hit or miss with Cody Rhodes' involvement, but what do you think of how that whole thing played out? Yeah, I thought it was perfect. I did. I <laughs> Yeah, I knew that it was some good in having Cody Rhodes involved in the story because I think Cody Rhodes is involved in the story, whether people like it or not. Um, he now, no, he wasn't there from the beginning, but ever since he got this championship opportunity um, and to fight Roman Reigns in the main event after winning the Royal Rumble, he's inserted, he's in it, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's going to be, he's, he's, he, you know, he's the, 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 the guy going, the final boss, you know, in, in, in his story and just so happened his story, you know, intertwines with Kevin and Sammy's, right? They both have had really huge opportunities to take Roman Reigns down, to take the bloodline down and individually, right? And they both mm-hmm. weren't able to do it, which was to mm-hmm. Sammy's point. It's just like, that's why we have to come together. And even Cody knows and understands, like, you guys have to come together, right? Like, I'll take care of Roman, but in order to take care of the rest of the bloodline, you know, Cody, I think deep down inside knows how important it is even for him. Right. And I I might've said this uh, in a later podcast that we recorded or a few, a while ago, 
Um, I feel like Cody Rhodes knows that if KO and Sammy take care of the Usos uh, and possibly Solo, I don't know, then he knows he's going to have a fair, you know, shot at Roman because not only is the Usos being taken down going to mess with their mental and their confidence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna make Roman Reigns upset. You know, his mind's not going to be on Cody. It's going to be on the Usos and the fact that they lost and they lost the titles and, you know, they didn't get the job done and how much pressure now it is on him to mm-hmm. to to do this for the family, for the bloodline. It goes all the way back to the beginning yeah. and how this started from the from the get go, like Roman and how important it was him being champion. He, he told Jay in their feud or, in, you know, in 2020, like. Having this championship means that I feed my family. It means that I feed your family, right? (laughs) It means I'm the head of the table. And so, you know, them being tag team champions was kind of just like the icing on the cake, right? But it Mm -hmm. made them stronger. It gave the Usos, it gave Jimmy and Jay the confidence that they needed to go and take care of business and do what they do to do what Roman does, Mm -hmm. right? Every time he steps in the ring. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if they they don't have that, then (laughs) it gives Cody that much more of a chance uh, to take Roman down. And and so not to seem not, not to be long winded, but I I just, I really, really enjoy Cody being in this and Cody even mentioning to to KO that, you know, he kind of owes him one, right? Like him going off and, and Kevin Owens being the one to point him in the direction of the Mm -hmm. young bucks when he went on his indie run. And so he owes him one, like Cody's going to by any means, make sure that he now points Kevin in the right direction and say, Hey, you gotta, you, you gotta make up, you gotta make good with Sammy. You gotta listen to him and get this done. So man, it was, it was great. Well, yeah, yeah. So as far as Cody's involvement, I know some people are like, you could have easily told that Kevin Sammy story without Cody Rhodes being there. Sure. Sure. But for me, it's the overall story is the bloodline taking down the bloodline. And you got this group of guys, the the baby faces, the good guys, the heroes ultimately coming together, realizing if we all work together, we have our different roles on this mission if we stick together, we can accomplish the overall mission together as one. Um, so f- for Cody, as you said, you're right. It's like if he, if the Kevin and Sammy could take the Usos down, that will be a big blow to Roman's plans and therefore make things a little bit easier for Cody to take down Roman. And then the, the whole bloodline crumbles. Um for me, though, what I think was really important was when Kevin was trying to leave in the parking lot, Sammy mm-hmm. came out and said, we're always going to be friends. I love you. That's what Kevin needed to hear. He yep. didn't want to hear some guy says, I need you to help me fight the bloodline. Mm-hmm. No, he wants to hear his brother. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to hear Sammy saying, I just need you to help beat up the bloodline. It's like, no, I could do that on my own. I want my brother back. You know, sure, they're not blood related, but they are brothers. They're best mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. He wanted to hear him say he want his his brother back. And the fact that Sammy admitted, I, I still love you. That's that's the message Kevin needed to hear to remind him, OK, you're 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 good again. You're you're yep. redeem, you're redeeming yourself. I mm-hmm. will now join you in that fight. And that's that's going back to what we talked about before. I know 
maybe in an alternate timeline or something, Sami Zayn would win the titles from Roman and beat him and be champion. But in this timeline, this universe that you and I live in, Sami did not win the titles. But the bigger story is about relationships and patching things up with your family and friends that matter to you. And sure, seeing Sammy being champion would be amazing story, a story beat right there. The bigger story here is about Sammy finding himself, who he really is, and reconnecting with his best friend. That's the bigger important story here, which I think a lot of people are forgetting about. Yep. With that being said, Cody was playing peacemaker, the middle person, <clears throat> trying to bring him back together. And I think ultimately we know Kevin and Sammy, especially Sammy, is so over right now to help give that rub. I'm sure the creative team are like, let's give that rub to Cody. So mm-hmm. having yep. Cody present gives that Sammy Zane vibe, the rub to Cody to kind of help solidify him as the top baby face in the company right now. So that doesn't help. I mean, sorry, that helps a lot too. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. um, so with them reuniting, that was great. On Raw this week, though, <laughs> you know, uh, um, they're coming out. They're like, you know, broing it out, you know, saying how much they love each other again. They're getting ready for WrestleMania and they want the tag titles. So the Usos come out and they're like, say, nah, we don't want to fight you guys. But then Jay <laughs> said, actually, you know what? Let's fight them, because if we fight them, we can finally take them out. In this problem of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens being a thorn in our side, let's have it. Yes, we we will fight you at WrestleMania. Um, so there we go. The tag titles are now on the line. But the big thing was Roman shows up and he wants to meet with everyone. He tells everyone to clear the room. Sits with Jay and he says, hey, you know, you can't be calling shots unless you're part of the bloodline. Are you back in with us? He says, yeah, I'm with you guys. And then they stare at each other. And then Roman tells Jay, I love you. And then Jay leaves. What do you think about that whole situation in the back there? Is that foreshadowing maybe them having a separate program down the line? Like, what do you think? Because then Paul Heyman came in and said, did you see what you wanted to see? A little bit of a callback when Roman confronted Sammy last year. So what do you think about that whole moment? Yeah, it, you know, to me, I think it's important. Um I, I, you know, I smiled. I, I, I smiled a lot when Roman told Jay that he loved him because I'm like, oh, okay, this is, you know, now we're seeing this develop. Like, it's like Sammy and KO came together and, you know, they're really brothers and they really love each other. And it's just like, you know, Jay, I feel like really wants to be loved. He wants to be accepted. He's been mm-hmm. wanting to be accepted. He's He's been doing all this for, you know, <laughs> three years now, trying to prove yeah. to Roman, you know, that he's worthy and that he'll do anything for his family. And, you know, for to, obviously Jay feels some, you know, like there's like, like Roman has some doubt there. Right. And so for him, Roman is just the ultimate like manipulator. Exactly. Right. And yeah. and he he knows like how impactful uh that that is and and mm-hmm. you know maybe um before something like that would have you know been great to hear or for Jay, but I feel like now even the look on Jay's face was kind of like you know skeptical like what mm-hmm. like what are you talking about? Right. Like almost like he just didn't believe him. Like he's mm-hmm. on to Roman Reigns too. Like, and I really do feel like there's something 
more going on. There's something there for uh, as far as a story for them, because I again, this all started with them, you know, Roman and Jay. And I feel like the bloodline story truly really isn't over until it ends with them. Right. And I don't know how you do it mm. because there's no way, you know, I mean, everyone is you know, obviously expecting Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns and, you know, Sammy and KO to win the tag titles. And then everyone's like, oh, the bloodline story is over. There's no way it ends just like that, because really the bloodline story is, you know, even though Roman will tell you different, right? Like this is about, <laughs> this is about the championship. This is about, you know, putting uh, food on tables, you know, for our families and stuff. But this is, this is, this is blood. This is, this is family, man. And, 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 you know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I think once, once uh, everyone's kind of like, like let, let's just say Roman loses, the Usos lose, you know, mm-hmm. they're really going to be put in a position to see who really is, you know, loyal to the family, right? And who and who's gonna who's gonna lift the family back up? And I feel like I feel like that would be a really good sit, uh, situation and a chance for Jay Uso to really rise and be like. I'm going to I'm going to put us back in position, right? I feel like it'll just make mm. Roman and Jay clash again. Like, like I mean, I'm thinking so it could be like a Bloodline 2.0, like a newer <laughs> updated version. I'm always thinking like remember Nexus when CM Punk, not to call <laughs> yes. talk about him again, when Wade Barrett was the original leader of Nexus, then he got kicked out and then CM Punk took over and became the new leader and they kind of rebranded Nexus a little bit. So mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe we'll get that with Bloodline, like a new Bloodline 2.0, like, yep. like, you know, some way for them to, maybe that's the story is like, I wonder what they set up on Raw this week was Roman foreshadowing that he still doesn't trust Jay and ultimately he'll try to kick out Jay but maybe Jay is already ahead of the game, knowing that Roman's a big manipulator yep. and will anticipate that turn and will actually turn on him first and beat him up. And then right. leads to maybe a program, you know, SummerSlam or something like that. And maybe Jay, yeah, could start his own bloodline or some new faction or something. It's, I don't know. It's going to be somebody's fault if Roman Reigns doesn't leave uh, SoFi Stadium on April 2nd. WWE Universal <laughs> Heavyweight <laughs> Champion. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the wrath, <laughs> the wrath of Roman Reign come April third, as Cody kind of mentioned too. So, okay, let's go ahead and talk about that now. So we're talking right. about Usos, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. That's now set up, lined up for uh, uh, for WrestleMania. But actually, actually, uh, uh, before I forget, so on SmackDown this week, ultimately. It was the Kevin Owens show with Sami Zayn. Ultimately, it was just promoting their new T-shirt, the mm-hmm. new KO, uh, KO Mania shirt. But on the front, it says, what, Zania? Is that what it is? It says WrestleZania, yep. So, ultimately, the KO show segment this week was just one big commercial for their new merch shirt, which... I will admit, I will probably go get at some point yes. <laughs> or in L.A. or something. Yes, gotta have was, it. Deuces came out, ambushed them from behind, beat them up, led to a, a brawl. So, um, you know, so so that leads to their tag match. Uh, but on Raw this week, you know, Roman Reigns was there, showed up, had another face off with Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. and Cody Rhodes, you know, and they go back and forth. Um, he kept looking at Solo, and he kept telling Solo, "You're not ready for this." Um, 
What do you think about the whole back and forth here? So it's interesting. This is what their second time. I'm trying to remember in the last few weeks, second time having a one-on-one face-off promo. Yeah. You know, Cody's had promos with Paul Heyman in the past. No fisticuffs, no, no physical interaction between. It's just been words the whole time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll actually see them lay hands on each other this coming week at some point on the go home shows, or maybe yeah. that's all by design. It's like they're going to wait. The first time you're going to see them touch hands and beat each other up is at WrestleMania. What do you think of this promo on Monday night between the two of them? It was good, man. And I, I was wrong because when I initially watched it, I was like, Oh my God, Roman Reigns is destroying Cody Rose yeah. right now. And this is probably the direction that they didn't want to go in. Like, and I think I was paying more attention to Roman Reigns uh, than Cody. So I, after it was over, I went, I went on Twitter and I'm like, Oh wow. People are like buzzing over Cody Rhodes promo. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did we watch the same thing? Cause I, I don't, I felt like, I felt like maybe, you know, I'm like, I don't think this, so I went back and watched it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Cody had some really good points, too. Um, he said some things that needed to be said. You know, I'm, I, I like that he said, you know, or he told him, you know, don't don't mention his dad anymore, right? Like, yeah. he's tired of, you know, him being brought up and mentioned. Um, so I thought I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, initially, though, I was like, oh, man, Roman Ray, when he brought up, you know, that he went and, you know, couldn't get over and <laughs> Yeah, no, he said, oh, that was bad. (laughs) You didn't want to do the Stardust thing, so you ran away. (laughs) Then you started a company that you couldn't get over in, and you ran away. Mm -hmm. And so so that was taking some shots there, Cody. I was like, whoa, Roman. Um, But yeah, he told Cody he was the problem, that the idea of being an old-school pro wrestler, old-school pro wrestler like their parents, Roman accused Cody of running away, as I just said, and that, you know, he can't handle being a sports entertainer like him, more or less. So they go back and forth. But then Cody said, you know, quit talking about my father. My goal is to get the title that our family never had. And you tell me, what am I going to do come Monday morning, April 3rd? But really, what's going to happen to you when you wake up? Actually, was it this week, right? Where he said, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. wake up Monday morning, realize you're no longer uh, champion for WWE. So mm-hmm. um, I love this back and forth here. Um, uh, um, Cody said that, you know, when he beats Roman at Mania, the Uso, Solo, and Heyman are all going to leave his side. Uh, you know, said Heyman's going to be an advocate again for, for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, Roman dropped the mic and left. Uh, but as he's leaving, Solo was behind him. Roman called for his Solo to come with him, but Cody grabbed him. And told them he wasn't ready for this. And then Solo was going to do the Samoan spike. But Roman jumped up, grabbed him, and said, come with me. And then they left. And you see like that uh, off-air footage. He was like yep. scolding Solo. <laughs> like yelling. Roman was yelling at him as they're walking mm-hmm. up the ramp to go to gorilla position. So yep. I don't know if that foreshadowing Solo might be frustrated with Roman's you know, uh, control over him. Yeah, That could be something to look at afterwards as well. Um you know, I did like seeing Cody hit hit solo with the super kick in the ring. Yes. Um, so very interesting here. I'm just, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm liking the idea that we won't see them touch hands until WrestleMania. That's always interesting. Cause that way, you know, for us trying to predict what's going to happen, 
I think we always say, oh, who's left standing at the end of the go home shows? If they don't mm-hmm. touch each other and get into any physical altercation beforehand, it kind of really makes it tough to decide where the creative direction is going to go yes. in this situation. <laughs> I hope they keep it that way, man, because yeah. you know if they touch each other, it, I mean, already they haven't even touched each other, and people are already like, I don't know. I think Roman <laughs> Reigns is going to. That's one thing I love about this match and the way it's been built and really how all of the matches have been built, right? With the mm-hmm. exception of a few, it's really anybody could win. Like there's no mm-hmm. clear cut, you know, usually you have a WrestleMania match and it's just like, Oh, you know, this person's going to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and this, this, this match for the undisputed WWE universal championship is one of those matches where it's just like, man, it could really go either way. Right. Cody could, you know, finish the story now, or he can continue chasing and Roman can surpass the 1000 days as champion. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of that is, you know, it's, it's man, I'm, I'm ready for it. I can't wait. Yeah. So it's, um, man, so much to, to, to break down here. So, um, I will say this. So right now, Brian, I'm looking at Wikipedia and there's currently, 13 matches announced for WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. I think, let me see if I had to guess, I'm guessing there's probably going to be 14 total. So at seven each night. Now, mm-hmm. as of right now, it looks like Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley is probably not going to happen. Yeah. Bray's still not clear with his physical situation that he's dealing with right now. Um, a lot of people are trying to figure out what's next for Bobby Lashley. It was announced on SmackDown this week that next week's episode of SmackDown from L.A., the go-home show, is going to have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal there. Bobby Lashley and L.A. Knight were both two of the participants listed in the graphic there. People are speculating maybe something happens there and it leads to a match between the two of them at WrestleMania. Is that something you're all for? You want to see Bobby Lashley versus ah, LA Knight? <laughs> no, just because <laughs> I, it'll cause a mess between it'll cause a mess on Twitter. If you know that ends up happening and then, cause then I feel like LA Knight needs as many wins as he could possibly get right now. Yeah. He's been and, losing quite a bit. And and so does so does Bobby Lashley, right? Like, mm-hmm. no way, no way, Bobby Lashley's gonna lose at WrestleMania, right? So like, yeah. I just feel like that's and then even uh, people, it's like people say think it's a big deal that they're in the battle royal. Like, come on, like, <laughs> why wouldn't <laughs> they be in the battle royal, right? I feel like I feel like this is an opportunity for LA Knight to continue whatever path he's going down, whether it's you know having all these losses to eventually come up and. You know, he starts to figure out how to win, right? And then mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley, I know he's uh, – I've been looking on Twitter. He's the favorite to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And, yeah. you know, he can dominate and go on. And, you know, it'll maybe reposition him somewhere with someone who, you know, us fans can really go, okay, Bobby Lashley's in a good position right now. Here's what I think real quick. I think that, you know, it's just everything is like uh, happened – you know, uh, like with Bray and his story and Uncle Howdy, I feel like Alexa Bliss's absence may have put whatever they had planned for that on hold, which mm-hmm. then made them had to pivot and go with Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar, which may have messed up their story, right, going forward. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. 
obviously seemed like Brock Lesnar was able to recover and get a WrestleMania. He's he was gonna get a WrestleMania opponent one way or another, right? But yeah, I just feel like you know um, a lot of things change when one or more persons, you know, is either out due to injury or you know mm-hmm. out for you know whatever other reason. So you know, I feel like just wait it out. I know that people don't like that. To wait it out, <laughs> they don't like being told that. But you know, everything will come together great. I, I see there's like rumors floating on Twitter that the Hurt business might reunite. So mm-hmm. who knows? See what happens there. Um, I do want to mention on SmackDown, it was announced that Austin Theory versus John Cena for the U.S. title is going to be the first match on yes. night number one of WrestleMania. Which that's kind of oh, exciting. Man, I can't Kick wait it off. for that. But then again, people online say, oh, I guess John Cena just wants to get out early. <laughs> so he wants to pull up Brock Lesnar, get his match done and leave. I was going to say, hey, Brock did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which we heard uh, one of the former writers revealed the other day. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. If John Cena is busy, man, he's got you know movies to go film. I'm sure he's going to fly in, do this and leave. So whatever. That's fine. At least we get to see him on the card. So just be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see Seth Rollins Logan Paul will also be on night number one so far and then uh, on Raw this week we saw them have another you know another uh, altercation Logan Paul was trying to host impulsive TV um, <laughs> but Seth Rollins was uh, you know backstage in the truck controlling um, <laughs> he was uh, he was controlling the uh, the music or uh mm-hmm. Uh, where is it? Sorry, I just had it here. Uh, he was messing with the mic. That's right. Yeah. So Logan Paul, man, he's a pretty good heel, man. He was kind of yes. saying some good stuff to the St. Louis crowd. Yes. But yeah. Then his microphone started going out, but Seth Rollins was back there messing with it. Then he comes back, he comes out to the ring. Uh, and then, yeah, they start fighting each other. So at this point, I don't think there's not much else they could do to really set that match up. It, it's it's kind of set in stone. Logan Paul's being a good heel. Seth is the baby face here. So um, I anticipate Seth Rollins. Thing, she, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say the only thing Logan Paul can really do at this point is is wow the crowd, right? Mm, like, yeah. like, he's, like he's done so far, you know, in his matches, obviously with The Miz and, and – Roman, right? Mm-hmm. If he can hang with Roman, I know he's going to have a really good match <laughs> with Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, with the with the the only thing with Logan Paul is, I wish he would just shut up when the <laughs> music is going on. He was talking all over Seth oh, Rollins' yeah. theme songs, like, "Dude, be quiet, let the music go." Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, he is a heel in this situation. So, mm-hmm. um, let's see the six woman tag match, Trish. Lita, Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. That's also going to be on night number one, it looks like. This is what Wikipedia says here. Um, let's see. On Raw this week, we saw Rhea Ripley cut a promo. Uh, Damage Control interrupted um, her, and it led to a match between Rhea Ripley and Bailey. Rhea, not in her ring gear, just in her street clothes. Uh, pretty good match. Um, then we saw Lita, Trish, and Becky come out with popcorn and kind of egging them on. So, just kind of add some more fuel to the fire here. Um, let's see. And then night number two, as we know, Roman versus Cody Rhodes. The rest of the card, though, there, there's nine other matches listed here, but we don't know when they're going to happen yet. Um, Charlotte and versus Rhea. Um, so I just mentioned Rhea. She cut a promo on Raw this week before she got interrupted by damage control. 
ultimately all she said though, you know, not, I mean, you know, her and Charlotte had their, their fight on SmackDown the week before and they got the, the pulled apart. But this week Rhea just said that, you know, Charlotte is getting old and, you know, uh, you know, her time's on. I just had the quote here. Oh, there we go. Uh, Rhea came out and said Charlotte was washed up and that she won't be able to keep Rhea down any longer. Um, and then on SmackDown this week, Charlotte had like a rebuttal, her own promo this week on SmackDown. And she was talking about, you know, uh, 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 respect and insecurities and said that she was continuing her dad's legacy and that diamonds were forever before walking out. Um, and said that, you know, she's going to make Rhea, uh, she's going to uh, prove to Rhea she made the wrong choice by picking her from winning the Royal Rumble. So what do you think about both their promos here? I feel it's a little flat. It, I feel like Rhea is not stressing that, like, I lost to you three years ago. That's been on my mind. Even though I've been successful one title since then, that's like the one thing in my career that I I, I need to fix is get a win over you. I feel like, but the, maybe they're avoiding Rhea saying that because that's such a baby face type of mentality. Right. They, and Rhea's supposed to be the heel here. So maybe they're just avoiding Rhea saying that to maintain yeah. her being a heel. And I guess Charlotte, she could be cocky and be like, I'll beat you again. But maybe that could come off more of like a heelish type promo. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just because the roles are reversed right now. I don't know. What do you think? It just... I feel like they're missing some key points here, but they're avoiding the Sadies in the promo because of what, how they're being presented as baby faces and heels here. Yeah. It's a strange, um, it's a strange situation for both of them. Cause you know, Charlotte being supposed to be being the baby face here and yeah. Rhea Ripley being the heel. But we all know that, you know, really the reason why Rhea Ripley, cho- I mean, she said it, uh, you know, shortly after winning the her Royal Rumble match that she, you know, wanted to basically get her her win back and uh, mm-hmm. from losing with Charlotte, right? So we all know that that's the reason why. And then Charlotte is just naturally, you know, that she does kind of want to have her foot down <laughs> on Rhea Ripley. Like, no, yeah. stay down. Like, you don't deserve to be up here with me at the top. I'm the queen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and naturally, that's just what it is. And it's hard when you, because you don't want Charlotte to necessarily go out there and say that, like you said, because then it'll come off heelish. She's supposed to be a baby face, at least I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I don't know. She kind of, you know, she was trying to combat the what chance in her promo and she oh, kind of yeah. came, came off a little heelish a little bit. So, you know, I don't know, man. It's 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 one of those things where I feel like, and I don't know, I'm gonna blame this on Ronda Rousey. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like the the Ron whole you know Ronda Rousey situation and the uncertainty on what what was gonna go on with her and happen with her, um, and Charlotte basically having to come back and snatch the title off of her so quickly <laughs> like that. Um, it kind of made this whole situation you know a little difficult, but. Mm-hmm. I know just, you know, we all know that the match is is going to deliver. Ray Ripley's been on a whole nother level. I hope she brings it. I know the queen's going to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, 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 so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. This week, though, we saw the two of them team up in a match against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. What happened to Carmella? Is she just gone right now? Like. 
I don't know. Her and Chelsea I read, were team. Yeah. And I and I read that 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 uh Chelsea is uh what did I read? Who is she gonna she's gonna be partnering with someone else? With Sonia Deville for Sonya Deville, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know what happened to her. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I hope everything's okay. So Yeah. Um but yeah, Bianca and Oscar defeat Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, but then it led to the two of them. You know, can they coexist? Well, mm-hmm. they couldn't. As a tag team, they started fighting each other after the match. So I'm like, okay, Oscar wins Elimination Chamber, new number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Her and Bianca have a stare down. Oscar's blue liquid comes out of her mask, or, or, or it's dripping out of her, her mouth. They have a little tug of war of the title, and they have this little fight here. I'm like, that's it? That's really the story? Like, I wish there was more to this. And that's something you and I are talking off the air. I feel like both women's championships haven't had a lot of substance to their story. So I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I will be doing an interview with Bianca Belair this week. So uh, keep an eye on that. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to maybe ask her that question. You know, without, you know, I don't know. I'll figure out some way to word it, but um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Omos. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember. Did they, uh, let me double check. Omos. Yeah. Had a match with Mustafa Ali, kind of a squash match. So it's good. Kind of give Omos some more TV time just to kind of reinforce uh, that he's a monster. I did enjoy the tail to tape video package for them. That was great. And I guess mm-hmm. on Raw this week, they're going to have a weigh-in segment, supposedly. Yep. So, see how that goes. Uh, Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. So, on SmackDown this week, they had the contract signing. Um, but Sheamus, man, he was venting the Drew. He's pissed off at him for, like, trying to take his spot. And and it's not fair. He knows how much winning an IC title means to Sheamus. But, like, Drew's trying to take his spotlight, take his title I don't know. Sheamus sounding a little heelish here. Uh, yeah. But then again, I do understand his frustration. I don't know. What do you think about that promo? And then ultimately led to uh, Gunther coming out and, um, you know, they, they signed the contract and led to a match between Gunther and Butch. But uh, yeah, what do you think about that dynamic of that contract signing? It was, um, you know, it makes you think about, okay, again, unpredictable right i know that sheamus really 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 wants the intercontinental championship right i think drew knows how important winning the intercontinental title and beating gunther is right and i know that they're basically trying to they're, they're trying to paint that picture they're trying mm-hmm. to you know show that story and i don't know you could look at it like um sheamus is coming off a little hillish or maybe he's just that desperate like he's that yeah. you know he's frustrated he's frustrated in a way fed up like maybe he does feel betrayed like come on like you know this is what i wanted you know this is this is mine's like this is you've been intercontinental champion before you know like you're we're supposed to be buddies but then you know drew also made a point saying that hey you know after last week we should have been at the bar you know drinking mm-hmm. beers and we should have been having a good time we shouldn't have been fighting we shouldn't be in this position right now right so mm-hmm. And, you know, when you hear Drew put it that way, it kind of does make you look at Seamus like the heel, like, oh, maybe Seamus, maybe you're being a little too salty here, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see what happens. So I'm looking forward to that. That's probably one of my most anticipated matches for WrestleMania weekend. So it should be a lot of fun. I got got reminded Uh um, during that segment, uh, 
I, I forget that triple threats are no DQ. So mm. I'm just like, oh, okay, wow. Like I, I, I you know, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Again, another match where it's just unpredictable. Like all three guys, you'd love to see win, right? And and I would think that this is going to put whoever it is in a position to, you know. You know, win, lose, or draw for all that. Something, something special is coming up for whoever will leave in WrestleMania Intercontinental Champion, right? So, I, I, early prediction I wonder if Gunther will pin Drew McIntyre, mm. Gunther retains, and then let Gunther go on a, you know, c- continue on his title reign, beat Honky Tonk's record, which I think well, would be around September, mm-hmm. around Clash, yeah. of, Clash of the Castle, and then let Dr- Sheamus and Gunther have their rematch and let. Uh, Sheamus beat him there. After Gunther's beaten the record, Sheamus then can be new IC championship, and that's the last title he needs to be an official Grand Slam champion in WWE's books. Um, Yeah, and then on on Raw this week, we saw Edge's floating head in a... um, like in the black background, the candles, whatever, kind of look a little goofy. Loony. It was a little pixelated video, but he more like or less <laughs> <laughs> he more or less told Finn, "Bring your demon, like bring the demon to the Hell in the Cell match." Um, Edge kind of hinting. I mean, there's rumors now that Gangrel might be part of his entrance, so uh, a little brood, old school brood cool. entrance. Yeah, so uh, that'd be cool to see. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, as we know, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez won their match last week. They're part of the women's WrestleMania showcase four way tag team match this week on SmackDown. Natty and Shotzi won their match against, um, uh, was it Zia Lee and, uh, what was it? Zia Lee and Lacey Zia Evans. Lee and Lacey, yeah. And then at the end, <laughs> Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler come out and call out the Las Vegas crowds. So hey, we've done so much for you guys. You boo us. And um, but they just said, oh, they're part of the match as well. So so I guess they didn't have to earn, they had to fight to earn their spot. They just were automatically added to the match. <laughs> All right. So I guess, so I guess they're the I mean, they're my favorite to win that match now. Adam Pierce playing favorites, I see. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, um, let's see on Raw. Was that Raw this week? But yeah, uh, we all know the men's WrestleMania showcase fatal four way tag team match is going to have Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Tree Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. Um, Alpha Academy, man, little, little, uh, uh, little miscommunication going on. You know, um, Chad Gable, or excuse me, Montez Ford lost to Austin Theory. Chad Gable had a match with um, Ricochet. Otis was by his side, but then when, uh, um, uh, um, oh my God, from the, the models, Dupree came out <laughs> and uh, one, you know, got his attention and had him walk away from the ring, man. So Alpha Academy, man, on the same page. I'm a little worried about, about Otis, you know, not, not, he's, he's too, he's worried about women and not worried about his buddy and, you know, the, the eye on the prize. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I, we talked earlier, Usos versus Ke- uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn for the tag titles. And then last thing we'll talk about SmackDown this week. Rey Mysterio had a match with LA Knight. Yeah. After their little altercation backstage last week. Um, LA Knight picks up the win after Dominic came out, cost his dad the match. Uh Dominic <laughs> grabs the microphone. His mom and sister were singing ringside. 
once again telling his mom that Ray, their dad, is her husband's a deadbeat father. And his mom grabbed the mic and was trying to talk back to him. But then Dominic grabbed the mic again and said, shut up, mom. <laughs> and that was the final straw, man. Ray came back down the ramp, finally hit his son. The crowd erupted, grabbed the microphone, says, how dare you talk to your mom like that? That's my wife. And yes, I will accept your challenge and fight you at WrestleMania. So it's official. Father versus son. Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Your thoughts on this match finally happening. I'm happy, man. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm happy. Dominic's come a long way. I'll yeah. never forget. I'll never forget everyone saying he needed to go back to, uh, uh, NXT. Go to NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He needed to go to NXT. They, they saw him and Ray in NXT. They're like, he needs to stay there. You know, <laughs> um, he's, he's done so well. Um, I think he needed to just get a little bit uh, more comfortable from mm-hmm. a character standpoint. You know, he needed to get some some charisma, man. Like, he, you know, and <laughs> I, he's got it. And now he gets to mix it up with his dad. And who better to, you know, make his son look good, right? Because I think that's ultimately what Dominic needs, mm-hmm. right, is he, he needs someone in there to make him look uh, good. We all know what Ray can do. I, this is going to be special, man. The story yeah. behind it, too. This might be, you know, the number two or number three biggest story going into WrestleMania from WWE. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a family family affair, man. What's what's going on here? So um, I'm still worried or concerned or just curious how the Hall of Fame is going to play out. Is Dominic still going to affect his uh, um uh, you know, his hall of fame speech and all that stuff. So we'll keep, we'll see that, you know, yeah. uh, what we should be in the building for that in person. So yes, exciting, man. So about time, Ray Mysterio versus his son. Can't wait to see how that plays out. Uh, exciting stuff, man. So like I said, it looks like 13 matches so far listed. Um, I anticipate probably one more will be added. So it'll be seven and seven on both nights, 14 total. My guess is maybe going to be Bobby Lashley or L.A. Knight somehow uh, in the mix for that. Uh, the Miz will be hosting WrestleMania. That's going to be interesting. See how that goes. Um, so, man, lots of to look forward to. So uh, let's go ahead and call it a, a, a wrap right here. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us. Um, Brian, I guess let's see. Let's maybe try to do... While from LA, let's do some sort of uh, predictions, you know, podcast from down yeah. there. Since we'll be in the house for the go home shows there, right. uh, uh, so yeah, look forward to um, stand deliver. We'll do a review for that review for WrestleMania, all that good stuff. Bunch of interviews, so just keep an eye out. This week's gonna be busy with a lot of great content, so please follow us. Uh, when be you loaded, can. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> Brian. Where can the Clicksters find you online? Clicksters, you guys can find me at Brian Tronic. On Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey83. For everything else, just follow us at In the Click on social media. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, especially on YouTube. Please do us a big solid there. And if you want to email us, in the click at gmail.com. We'll see you at WrestleMania. If you're going, let us know. You know, maybe do some sort of meetup. I don't know, something. You know, please let us know where you're going to be at WrestleMania in person. That we'll love to meet the clicksters down there. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.